Hey everyone, it's Tempe this week. I'm Jessica Jupitus. And I'm Susie Steckner. At the library, we love being a collection point for the community drives, and it's really amazing to see how many people pitch in to help. Today, we're at another place where people love to give back, 100 Mile Brewing, a great local business that rallies patrons to support local programs. We'll be talking with owner Sue Riggler about why she gives back. We'll also hear from Deborah Arteaga, CEO of Tempe Community Action Agency, and Kay Wright, president of Women for Women Tempe, about all the ways they serve Tempe. Then we'll round it out with the city's Tim Birch, who tells us how a seemingly simple donation like bottled water can change a life. Let's get started. We are so happy to be here today to help kick off the giving season this month. It's that time of year when nonprofits and community organizations really need our help, and when so many Tempe residents and businesses give from the heart. We're going to kick it off with uh, Deborah Artiago, who is president and CEO of Tempe Community Action Agency. And I'm excited to talk about one of my favorite nonprofits. TCA has been part of the fabric of our city since 1966 and touches the lives of about 36,000 adults and children each year. That's about 140 people helped each day. Wow. So Deborah, thanks for being here. Um, we're getting, we've got a couple of questions for you. Um, tell us a little bit about the history of TCAA and its grassroots beginnings. Susie and Jessica, thank you for the invite. TCAA started, like you said, in 1966 from two women who live right here in Tempe, uh, who found an unmet need in the community and uh, started the agency. We started with a focus on the Victory Acres and Escalante neighborhoods. Um, and over the years have expanded our focus to throughout the entire East Valley. So how has the mission evolved over the years? Initially, when we began, our core programs focused on senior independence and food security for households struggling to put enough food on the table. Uh, We expanded very quickly into housing security programs. Uh, We started the community action program in the late 60s, um, evolved that into shelter programming and health and well-being programs for uh, families expecting a baby. And our most recent uh, emphasis was added about four years ago on economic mobility. So it's really full circle programming that addresses both the causes and the effects of poverty. So our mission is alleviating poverty and advancing equitable communities. So we make that happen through you know, resources that people in crisis need at the time they need it. Every time I've been to TCAA, I'm just amazed at how much activity is going on there, whether it's at the food pantry or at the I Help Shelter. Is there something that people might be surprised to know about TCAA? I think we often hear folks are surprised that one, that we're a nonprofit entity. I think our name implies that we're part of city government and we're an independent nonprofit agency. Um, two, our name implies that we just focus on Tempe and really our geographic focus is East Valley wide. Mm-hmm. Um, three, I would say that as a local nonprofit, we rely heavily on the community for donations of time and volunteer 
uh, involvement as well as just donations of you know financial support to make our mission happen and uh, I would say a third part of that is is the scope of the services so we operate eight different human service programs each of them uniquely funded and as you mentioned that that impact on so many thousands of individuals each year and that's done with a real small team of about 48 employees and lots and lots of volunteers who help every day Tell us about this time of year, this giving season, and what people can do to help not only now, but year-round. Absolutely. Help is needed year-round, um, but in the holiday period, we're really in need of additional food donations. We have seen food insecurity rates going through the roof this past year, even greater than we saw during the pandemic. Uh, so we're op- operating a number of uh, food drives right now to try to um, increase our inventory so that the heightened demand we'll see later this month and in December we'll be able to meet that demand. Uh, we also often are approached by groups who want to give back to the families in need, so we do offer uh, gifts for participants in our programs. Um, all of this is done under our Illuminating Lives campaign that we just kicked off November 1st. So uh, if interested, you can go to our website, tempeaction.org, and find the experience that is most meaningful to you and your family, your neighbors, your business, and uh, give back to the community through volunteering or giving in those various ways. It's also the end of year, and folks are thinking about tax time, and tax credit is something that benefits. It's a dollar-for-dollar dollar, you know, tax credit that ha- households could qualify for in Arizona. So by giving to a qualified organization, which includes TCAA, they're able to potentially qualify for that tax reimbursement. Well, so lots of ways to give and support TCAA. Um, Like Deborah said, uh, just head over to the website, tempeaction.org, and see what experience meets uh, meets your your needs um, and the agency's needs. So thanks, Deborah, for being here. We appreciate it. Thanks, Susie. And so we're going to move from the broad to the more narrow. Have any of you ever walked into the city facilities, including the library, and seen a basket of free menstrual hygiene supplies in the restroom? Well, that's the work of Women for Women Tempe, another amazing local nonprofit that helps unsheltered and low-income women maintain their dignity, health, and self-respect by providing free menstrual hygiene products. Kay Wright, president of the group, is here today to talk with us. Welcome, Kay. So we love what your organization does in Tempe. Is this a need that surprises people? It's surprising only if you think about it. Um, Menstrual needs are totally overlooked. Like Deborah says, we have food drives, we have toy drives, we have backpack drives, but people really don't think about women's menstrual needs. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, if a woman has trouble buying food or has trouble buying diapers, there's going to be trouble buying pads and tampons. Um, So that's what we do. That's all we do. We just provide those products for women who need them. And I can't imagine what a relief it is to walk in and see in the bathroom these supplies so that you're not trying to figure something else out. So how did you get started? I got started by, uh, I was listening to NPR one day and they were talking, had a segment about a woman who was 
providing pads and tampons to women living on the street in Dallas. And I had done some work. I volunteer at TCAA. I'd gone to Paz de Cristo, and I never thought about it. And I spent about a month kicking myself for being such an insensitive woman. And then I started talking to my friends, and almost verbatim, they would say, oh my gosh, that was awful. I never thought about it. Mm -hmm. So a small group of us, about five of us, got together and decided we were going to do something about it. Um, TCAA, because I was volunteering there, was very, very helpful. Thank you, Deborah. <laughs> and then my, uh, the pastor at my church was named Sue Ringler, and she was very involved in homeless issues, and so she was there to help. And we just started small, and it just is not small. It's not small <laughs> no. anymore. No, no. I think you actually had a, a Fox News spot, didn't you, a while we, back? We did. We did. That yeah, was, that was fun. That's not small. No, that's not small. So what do you hear as feedback from the women and families that you serve? It's interesting because we don't deliver directly to women, but I've heard stories. Uh, we take them to Gracie's Thrift, and I went in one day, and one of the women working said, Kay, I need you to know that there was a young mom in here the other day who cried when she saw we oh, had wow. these because she had been cutting up pillowcases for pads. Oh. And it's just, it just is such an abhorrent thought to me mm -hmm. that women are doing that in Tempe, that I just, I, it makes me happy to know that they don't have to do that. I was at uh, Mountain Park Health the other day, and this woman, young woman, walked up and, and she said the same thing to me. She said, she talked and talked. She said, the nurses here are telling me to take more than one bag because my period's so heavy and I need them. And, and so thank you so much for having them here. But usually, well, I don't, we don't talk to people. I just can only imagine the relief that somebody would have to to get these when mm -hmm. they need them absolutely well and i think that discretion is part of it having them available in the in the restrooms means that i can just grab something i don't have to talk to anybody there's no additional barrier there's no stigma it's just there that's, and available that's exactly right there's no reason to i talked to someone once about being under an umbrella of a larger organization was told that the women would have to qualify. And mm. I said, no, no. <laughs> excuse me, that's wrong. And it's, I, we were in TCA library, uh, the lobby one time, uh, right when we were started giving out bags and this woman walked in and she was in tears. And I went up to her and I said, you know, this is what we're doing, do you need these? And she said, she smiled and said, honey, I don't need those things anymore. And I thought, <laughs> we make people happy even when they don't need us, you know? <laughs> what a great job this is. So anyway, it's been, it's been a wonderful adventure. I love hearing that. How can we get involved as community members by donating, volunteering? What else can we do? We really need donations of supplies or money. We are Arizona State tax credit eligible, so you can give your money to us as well as TCAA. We're all volunteers. Everybody who does this is a volunteer, and uh, we assemble groups to assemble the bags, get groups together to assemble the bags, and then we have volunteers distribute the bags. And so anything like that, money, donation drives, mm -hmm. all that is very, very important to keep us going. Excellent. I love hearing it. And last thing for you, Kay, you are really representing with those earrings today. So can you describe them for the listeners? Because they are stellar. I am wearing a pair of wonderful tampon earrings, which are probably an inch long. They're not subtle at all. <laughs> um, we also provide, we also sell uh, earrings that are 
pads that have wings on them. <laughs> so we use these as a fundraising, but um, it's just a way of starting a discussion. I wear them for events. I don't wear them in my real life, but I was. <clears throat> we had an event last Saturday, and I had them on before um, at a homeless event before the food drive and this homeless woman came up and she she looked at me and she said I just need to give you a big hug she said I love your earrings and then we started talking Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's um men kind of freak out but women totally get it and think it's funny they either like it or they think you're crazy which either way is okay with me yeah it's a it's a connector and a conversation (laughs) piece for sure so thank you so much for being here Kay and if you want to help check out the group's website women number four women10p.org. Now we're going to be talking about 100 Mile Brewing, which is the restaurant where we're sitting now. And if you haven't been to 100 Mile Brewing, I don't know what you're waiting for because this place is great. It's got a fantastic Tempe vibe amazing food and drink menu and um, but it's got more than that it's got a heart too thanks to owner Sue Riggler and her staff Sue has organized two water and supply drives for our hope team which provides daily outreach to people who are unsheltered in Tempe and she gets her patrons involved too she asks them to pitch in and even offers a discount on their tabs as a thank you so I'm excited to be talking with Sue a little bit about 100 Mile and giving back to the community thank you Sue for hosting us today I've got to ask how do you have time to juggle all the things a small business owner has to do and organize charity events for the community? Well, first of all, thank you, Susie, for having me here today. And busy, yes, they always say, you know, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. So, mm-hmm. and also I just want to make sure that it's it's not just Sue Riggler who's collecting, it's our community that's collecting. So I'm kind of the hub and in organizing and the leader organizing these these drives for our community that really is is what it's about so i have a lot of locals and regulars that come in here and want to support and it's just kind of um, 100 mile brewing is a base and a hub for that contribution it was cool over the summer to see all this the donations of water bottles stacked up in here um speaking of that water drive what was really great was that your event inspired another company to donate several pallets of coconut water to our hope team to hand out during this brutal summer we just had um, and help them stay healthy and hydrated that must have been pretty gratifying it was and that's just another thing it's kind of a ripple effect you know you kind of start things out and then people people roll with it and it was um, Coco Five. It was Devin Booker's um, coconut water company, and his manager was on the treadmill at the gym. And I was on the local morning news, and he said he never calls, but he had his phone in his pocket, and he was so moved by the the story that he gave pallets of coconut water. So very hydrating, and it was a very nice donation. Yeah, I know our hope team uh, just gives out bottles of water by the dozens or more every day and they needed it 
this summer for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, speaking of water bottles, you have personally handed out some of our reusable Karen Hopeline water bottles to people in need. We had about 3,000 of those printed up uh, to give out uh, to people so that they would always have hydration. Um, and why do you do that, Sue? Why is that important to you? Well, um, I came across this when um, the the mayor and city council had a meeting to address the homelessness issue and residents and business owners were encouraged to go. And this is a topic that's um, near and dear to my heart. And I went to listen and they gave out these a backpack or a bag with six reusable water bottles in it with the hope and care and hope hotline and a number on it. So I kept them in my car and I've given out two of them so far. There was a woman, a young woman digging in her dumpster one day and I asked her if she was okay and she said yes I am but thank you very much for asking and then I handed her the bottle and I saw her walk away looking at the bottle and so who knows if you know it's a it's just a vehicle that the city has given us as business owners or human beings as a tool that we can use to help because I can feed a hamburger or you know potato chips or pretzels to somebody but that's not going to solve the problem this is the whole citywide issue that we're working together to take care of humankind Well, and you're making a human connection to someone who maybe hasn't had a human connection that day or in several days and um, and giving them a resource so they have a water bottle with a hotline phone number to call if they decide it's time for them to ask for help. Correct. Sue, this is just fantastic. I love this being part of the community in, in more ways than than running a business. It's so much more. Um, Before we dive in with the city's Tim Birch, you have to tell us about all these treats that you've served up for us today. 100 Mile Brewing is located on the north side of Tempe Town Lake, just off the 202 and Scottsdale Road. Little hidden gem, we're kind of tucked back, but it's an amazing location. And and I can't say how proud I am and happy and excited I am to be a business owner in the city of Tempe. Um, I'm an ASU alum and I'm just came back from California to open up the business here and it's, I love Tempe, first of all, about the food and our menu. We have an extensive menu, an elevated food menu. Sitting right in um, front of us is a bowl of, um, we call them the, we have renamed our house potato chips to Mayor Woods chips (laughs) because the mayor is addicted to those potato chips, which we will be munching on in just a minute. And we also have the pretzel sticks right in front of us, the German soft pretzels that we sell a lot of and we're known for hamburgers we have a hatch green chili burger and we have our brewer's board and our hummus board that we're going to devour in a couple minutes oh let's get these pretzels mm-hmm. they're so these are fabulous soft all right oh so gosh. sue i have one of these potato chips and it's what kind of dip is this it's beautiful and it's covered in crushed herbs so mm-hmm. Ooh. mm-hmm Yes, dill is one of my favorites. Mm. And you know, you can actually get free seeds from the library to grow your own dill. Really? You can. We have a seed library where you can check things out. I think I'll have to stop by and start growing some dill because we go through a lot of it. <laughs> I am shameless about the library, so get ready to hear more. So and what's then, on this hummus board? My gosh. The hummus board is, well, hummus. And we have a red pepper uh, jam right here in the middle. And then... Um, the cucumbers, lavash, so some crunchy with the hummus and cucumbers, pickled cauliflower, and pickles. And then we've got a charcuterie board over here, it looks like. 
charcuterie, we call it the Brewer's Board because mm. we're a brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a, a fat pretzel on it with some meat cuts, olives, again, some pickled cauliflower cheeses, and mm-hmm. those wonderful sweet candied nuts on they there. are amazing and they are a nice counterpoint to kind of lift from the tangy and the the salty i love it all right sue thank you again we appreciate it thank and you, Susie. um give us your web website yes it's hundredmilebrewing.com and that is hundred spelled out with an h hundred mile brewing hundred miles is where you keep your beer freshest from production so mm-hmm. i don't want my brand to travel any more than a hundred miles and i've been requested to sell kegs up north and I said nope it's 145 miles and I'm not doing it as a librarian I love learning new facts so knowing that about beer I'm absolutely fascinated by that our last guest is Tim Birch the city's director of community health and human services which is located in the library for everybody who enjoys that Uh, This department offers resources that impact so many lives, things like homeless outreach, housing assistance, free preschool, college connections for high schoolers, and tech classes for seniors, to name just a few. Um, So Tim, honestly, what don't you do? But actually, tell us how the city partners with nonprofits and community groups to meet the needs. Look, when you're trying to solve problems that are bigger than yourself, it, it requires teamwork. Uh, and really helping people is teamwork. And there's actually not a person around this table uh, of amazing people that has not leaned in and helped me in my eight months that I've been here. <laughs> uh, Tempe is a dynamic, giving community, willing time, treasure, talents, all of it, leaning in, whether it be um, our connect, getting uh, our, our senior citizens trained up on uh, digital literacy, how to navigate this new space uh, in this world and <laughs> their lives so they can have the connections they need to their doctors, their family members, um, our college connect, getting people ready for that next stage of their lives. Uh, individuals coming in and, and for our Care 7 and our mm-hmm. Family Assistance Center and donating and a shout out to uh, Tempe Leadership for uh, outfitting that new facility where people can come and get healing from trauma. Um, just volunteers really are a backbone. They're an essential element of what we do because the problem is bigger than any one organization or agency or government system can do by themselves. Absolutely, Tim. And to that point, people don't necessarily think about a city needing support for its programs and services. How can people get involved? Well, uh, from coming in and being a part of our experience core where uh, you take your wisdom and, and, and share that with a young person so they can uh, get up to reading level. Uh, and Because and, uh, if you up to third grade, you learn to read. And after that, you read to learn. So mm-hmm. if you don't ever get over that hurdle, um, then you're shut out from a lot of the world. Um, especially as it gets more and more digital and that interface is all words on a page. Absolutely. So that's really critical for us to get that literacy piece up. The College Connect, again, you can come and if you are uh, looking at wanting to help solve the issue of homelessness, we actively take on volunteers and train them up as a part of our homeless outreach team mm-hmm. uh, to be able to go out and help serve in those communities and learn how to do that. Um, and really, I would just say leaning into any one of the nonprofits that are funded through Tempe Community Council, uh, working with partners here like TCAA, that good work is a force multiplier for uh, the collective work that we do. So we just encourage folks to give your time, your talent, your treasures into systems and, and organizations. Um, not that the individual hamburger or potato chip, like you mentioned, like it helps, but it doesn't work to solve the bigger problem. And that's really what we're collectively around this table trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I love that phrase, collective work. I think that really 
captures it. And what is it that the Hope Team says about making homelessness brief? Brief, rare, rare in one time. Yeah. That is our vision. Yeah, brief, rare, and one time, which is fantastic. So, Tim, you were here at 100 Mile with Sue over the summer for the water drive. How does something simple like a bottle of water make a difference? Uh, well, well, several ways. Uh, first of all, what we know is um, national research kind of shows us sometimes it can take 13 contacts with the same individual before you can really develop a rapport enough that they trust you because you're pulling up in a government van with a mm -hmm. government ID and we're like, we're here to help you. Mm -hmm. uh, of course you are. Um, so having that uh, basic tool like a water bottle is a conversation starter. It's a trust builder. And it shows that, look, we care about your basic needs. It's not a bait and switch. You, you don't get this if you come with us. Right. You get this because we care. And we're able to offer this to you because people in our community of care. And they bring these resources to our food pantry, 200-mile brewing. Um, and so it really is just a way to address someone at the most dignified human level and remind mm -hmm. them that's how we see them. So your department recently hosted a self-care event for crime victims served at the city's Family Advocacy Center. How did donations help? Um, th this beautiful thing that is the Family Advocacy Center, really, again, I, shout out to t uh, Tempe Leadership because they helped us really equip this space. Uh, but it, it's a co-location of uh, Tempe uh, Police and ASU uh, Police and, and Victim Services uh, where it's kind of a one-shop stop for a victim to come and not just deal with the tragedy of the victimization of domestic violence or rape or um, other types of tragic events in their lives, but a place they can continue to come back and led by counselors, I'll be able to start from the, uh, that point all the way through healing. And that means coming back for self-care. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a, a great drive for folks that came in and, and just giving us self-care activities. We have a massage chair that got donated. Hmm. Um, and uh, we just tell folks all the time, never overlook the power of learning how to care for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's something that gets stripped away from victims, uh, quite, quite honestly. Um, so helping them reinstitute some of these healthy habits in their lives as solid coping mechanisms helps them when, when uh, those future trigger moments of that trauma can come back. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a teaching tool. So um, the, the pedicures, the manicures, mm -hmm. all those things, they are equally important um, as we help build resiliency right. in that community. Well, and it takes you out of that basic need, the bottom of the Maslow's hierarchy into these are the things that you need to be a person. Yeah. And, and it reminds people it. that it helps me get out of being a victim in that moment mm -hmm. and just be a person and enjoy life again in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's a really part of a healthy part of healing. With a sweet pedicure. <laughs> so huge thank you to all of our guests and thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Find bonus materials like library books that will follow up on these topics and videos at tempe.gov forward slash tempe this week. And Jess, we cannot forget about the prizes. Our listeners love the prizes. So head to the website and answer the first trivia question correctly to win a $50 gift certificate to 100 Mile Brewing. So you can come out and support one of our amazing restaurants, grab a meal, and enjoy a specialty brew if that's your thing. I'm going to have to figure out how many bowls of potato chips $50 gift card can buy me at 100 Mile Brewing, but I will keep that in mind. Thank you, Susie. And the Omni Tempe Hotel at ASU is also putting up an overnight stay as a grand prize for us this season. Listen every week, answer all the trivia questions for this season correctly, and you could win. We'll announce our winner around November 20th. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Tempe This Week, the podcast.